Welcome to the Mondo Neon Show. Argon, Neon, Helium, Xenon, Krypton. Transform and roll out. Hey, podcast listeners. It's Max Mondo Neon, and I'm with Rob Croxford. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, good to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. Uh, I think initially I come across your work, your, your inventory of work on, on Instagram. Um, a lot of really cool stuff, you know, like especially with like exhibitions or participating in different art fairs. Uh, tell, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what your work has done, you know, in, in terms of signage and um, really just, yeah, like whatever you want to start with in terms of how you kind of entered into the sign space? Um, the signs for me is a, it's a, it's a pretty new series. I've been doing it for, I guess, this is my, uh, 2020 will be my second year doing it. Um, I started it because I had, uh, well, I had a studio fire and it, uh, it destroyed all my regular inventory. So I've been, I've been, I've been an artist. I've been painting here in Toronto in Canada for about 15 years, 16 years, I guess now full time. And, um, yeah, I was in a, in a shared studio and, uh, we had a fire and it burned up all my inventory. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Pretty sh Oh, can I swear? Mm. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty shitty, but, uh, um, it's amazing what clarity you get in those situations where you what's realize that, you, what's that like too. I mean, for every artist, there's always this dilemma between I can't sell my work because I love it so much. And where do I go from here? Cause I got to change spaces, but fire is, is devastating. I mean, you've got all your work there. Like it's a uh, lot. Yeah. A, and mentally, like, how do you start over? Where did you even go? Well, uh, I, for some reason when the fire happened, I was quick to the scene. And so, uh, I talked to some of the, the firefighters and they suggested, Oh, you can go in, you know, with one of us and, you know, take some of it home. So I took some of it home and then realized once I got some of it home that there was nothing really salvageable because it all just smelled like, like, like fire, <laughs> <laughs> which is, you know, something I'm really sensitive to you know, that smell, but uh, it uh, not in a great barbecue kind of way either, just in a really terrible, oh my God, <laughs> on kind of way now. Like this sucks. Yeah. You've got to kind of bring it. Uh-huh. So I, uh, you pack up like, you know, I guess your immediate supplies and start looking for a new location to start working. Yeah. I had a friend who had a studio that was nearby and I didn't have any supplies left. I didn't have anything left. So, um, there was a big Kickstarter because there are about 38 of us in the studio. Um, some of them got off a little bit better than I did. Um, I was unfortunately right in the heart of the fire. So that was unfortunate. But um, yeah, so I was able to get some uh, a little bit of money um, from the Kickstarter, which and then a lot of people, um, because I've been doing it for so long, um, a lot of people know who I am here. And uh, so they donated paints and whatever. And uh, so I was able to start painting again almost immediately. But it was funny because uh, after 15 years, you kind of like you have a you have a way you have a you just, you have your own, I don't know, way of doing things, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So I kind of um, tried to continue with what I was doing and it wasn't, it just wasn't working for me. And I, and so then I uh, started looking back through my reference photos and I saw a bunch of uh, photos I took at um, 
the sign graveyard in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, those are cool. I've always wanted to paint those, and I never have. And uh, so I was going to touch on that too for people who are not like looking at a screen or, or know your account on Instagram. You you paint. You're a painter by trade, and then also you know you signage like classic signs, vintage signs, that sort of thing. Um, had you always kind of used that? as a vehicle to express your work? Like, was it, how did you land on signs? Was it something that you just loved to look at? Well, I mean, like my work has always had sort of a three part thing to it. It's always been humor. It's always been type or font or, you know, something. And it's always been nostalgia. And I'm not sure why all those things mush together for me, but they do. They're really the, they're really everything that I'm about. And uh, I've been taking pictures for, I'm going to say 20 years of different signs and just sort of cataloging in my brain. But the thing is like with, with art, I feel like you have to bring something that is new or distinctly yours or authentic to you. And there's so many great, 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 great people who paint neon signs. Like uh, what's her name? Who I love Kelly Talbot. I think you had her. On. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly's a, she's a beast. She's really amazing under the, I mean, you look at that, Oh man. It's just fun to look at. And well also too is like there's a certain charm I think I noticed too about your work. It's like there is a kind of a fun element to it where I can almost tell, you know, it's almost like as much fun to look at as it is to probably (laughs) try and paint one of these things. I don't know. It's just a characteristic that I picked up um when I look at some of your work versus some of the more serious sort of like it's gotta look just like Yeah, that's just right. He's a super, super good at that whole uh, hyper-realism thing. And, uh, and I kind of thought, well, there's a lot of people who, not a lot of people, there's a bunch of people who do that hyper-realistic work. And I'm not that guy. It's not what I'm about. So I couldn't figure out how to translate, you know, these neon signs that honestly I've been collecting images of for decades and make it what I want to be about. And then... Um, how, how do you decide on like a sign because there's there is really a lot of them i mean there really isn't but under the, under the micro you know magnifying glass i always think how the heck do you decide to work on a painting for you know hours on end when you know you've got something you really like because i remember talking to kelly and one thing she talked about which kind of hit me was i might like a sign a lot but it might not work really great as a painting you know yeah. and she's like yeah. i've had to abandon a couple of them just because just because it wasn't going to work. And even though I really wanted it to work, there was just no way to make it happen under those conditions. Yeah. Well, I could, that's definitely it. And for me, I'm combining like the key for me in, in, in doing these signs was to make it my own by using the quotes that were not originally on the signs, right? Like use, I am right now I'm using a lot of movie quotes and, um, Oh, that's cool. Tells it, it tells a different story, right? Like, you're going to need a bigger boat looks different on, you know, like a quote from Jaws looks different on an old retro sign than it does as, as its own separate thing. Or is that original sign look like? Yeah. Um, the, the movies too, there's something, and you talked about nostalgia too. Like I wonder, you know, how do any of these things kind of come together for you where you just always like a movie buff? Cause you're in Canada, right? Yep. Okay. And Toronto, right? Are you Ontario? Was yeah. Yep. So, what an amazing place for neon! A lot of people don't know that Toronto just had like a million signs. Like, I mean, the, the most signs per 
person, apparently. Like, it was just off the yeah, charts at one point. Yeah, there is an, an awful lot. And to be honest, the reason I really got uh, inspired to do the, um, to, to really find my own way to tell a story with Neon and then also tell a story that's, you know, authentic to me, was there's this big place. And it wasn't Neon, I guess. It's, it was a lot of little bulbs called Honest Eds. It was this whole sides of both of this building. And it was an old, um, I don't know, dime shop, you know, like you can dollar, like the precursor to a dollar store, I suppose. Yeah. Cool sign on the side of it that it always makes me think, I'm in a big city, you know? And then uh, eventually, of course, or just recently, they decided they were going to tear it down to put up condos. And it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Can't we just have, can't we just have these things still? And I yeah. kind of thought, so I did a little uh, um, a painting on that one. And it said, um, oh, shoot, what was the quote? Oh, here's looking at you, kid, from Casablanca. Because I kind of thought, sure. you know, it's, 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 it fits what I'm trying to say about that thing. And, and, and then it wasn't that terrific of a painting. It was okay. But it sort of set the scene for, hey, wait a second. This is a thing. This is my voice. This is the humor. This is the pop culture. This is the nostalgia. This is the fonts. And uh, yeah, and then I just plowed forward because I'm a full-time artist. So if you're not working, you're <laughs> not paying your mortgage. So. Yeah, totally. And it's like, even, I don't know if you know, um, <clears throat> John Simo at Neon Demon Studios in Toronto. Have you heard of that place? Uh, I don't know him personally, but I, 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 I know his story. And I, I did, saw one of his, um, he did like a pop-up location recently. Yeah, yeah. And then like, so it's kind of this... I guess it gets us one step closer to, you know, not only just looking at Neon as like a, I guess a great comeback story, because it really hasn't gone away. What's unique about, I think, your work is that it gives people the ability to feel good inside. Like you ever really kind of mix those things together. You get a movie, you get a sign together, and it really does create this really fun atmosphere. Like vintage, yeah. vintage shit is just fun. Like it's, it's, ah. you go to the store and you see some of it. It's like, it's just, it's just great too. It's seductive. There's something about nostalgia that's just, I don't know, it's so seductive. Because it, it, yeah. even though you know, the 50s and the 60s it may not have been great times for some people and, you know, <laughs> like it, it, subversive for many people, um, there's such beautiful things that are there. You know, mm. there's this patina of shine on everything. And, you know, I love that. I mean, I also love it when they're, I mean, I don't know, I, I'm guessing, I, I like it when they're a bit rusty as well. There's something beautiful in that as well, I think. People talk about that too. I think it's the, it's the aging up part about it that I enjoy the most, is that those things were there when, even in their heyday and they're still here now. It's like yeah. the resistance to time and at the same time yeah. taking on a new role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess it's probably it. You know, it's like no matter what you do, you know, you can't crack a superstar, you know, they'll show up, you know, take any big name, you know, they've still got that one hit song back in the day. And you're always going to remember that for wherever you were at that time. I feel like signs can do the same thing. It's like, I remember eating there when it was this and now it's no longer, but I can still remember what it was like when my parents took me there or whatever it was. You know? Yeah, it's transportative. Transportative? It's, I don't know, whatever that word is. <laughs> you know, whatever that word is. I, I agree. I think there's something remarkable about pop culture. And I do think that signs fit very nicely in between 
um, movies and you know whatever it is. I I just love the fact that you're able to take all those things and put them together. In such yeah, a yeah, it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun for me. I really. That's the thing about uh, you know doing doing this for so long. It has always been important to me to a enjoy it a lot because <laughs> it's my day to day job, and also because. I think humor is so important in art. You don't see as much as you do, um, you know, some of the sadder things or sometimes just, uh, you know, nothing at all. Just, just a landscape, which is nothing wrong with landscapes. I, you know, they're very nice. Yeah. <laughs> From the country of landscapes, but. Well, it brings up two interesting points. One is the genre community, this idea that, oh, you're this type of painter, so you're going to produce this kind of work. Like I've always hated on the art community for, or at least the, the historians for doing that because it, it puts people in a box or at least it kind of, and I understand we have to kind of teach people how to look at art. And that's one way to do it is to kind of like put it into, you know, non-obscurity terms and come up with this movement. And this is what happened during this period. It just bores me to death. I think when you go out to dinner with somebody, it's like, Oh, this is from this period. And then we can kind of scoff at it or accept it based on whatever terms we think are important. Right. So yeah. subjectional at the end of the day, if you like it, great. If not, keep it moving. That's kind of how I feel about art. I mean, I don't know if you agree. With me. Yeah. Although I do find, like, I was really worried when I moved to doing these neon signs that people would be like, I don't know, Rob, what, what, what is this? What are you doing now? And what I did realize is there's a real uh, through thread in my work because it's, it's I think if you're, if you're a good artist, who's always working and constantly working towards something and challenging themselves and trying, you know, things, you're always going to have your voice. And if you can always be really succinct in your voice and understand, you know, what you want to say and how you want to say it, then I, I think it's going to look like, like it's going to be a through thread in all of your art, you know? Right. You can't. Yeah. And I mean, people will, I think there's a lot of ways to get that to come through. I think yeah. some of the things that we see, especially with, other video you know content like video or even in the culture that we're in now with social media it's easy to get away with oh well i'm going to do this because this is what's in and i think yeah. traditionally, there's always something to go along with that but it's nice to know that at any point you can scroll through and just find what you're looking for especially with art being online which people feel challenged by of course it's never going to be in a space and hung up on a wall and people will consider that to be more important than someone else's collection in their home, which I almost really care for just as much because yeah. it's like heavily curated and this person really enjoys this type of work. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I just think that there's something interesting about paintings as kind of vehicles to, you know, express yourself. It's, it's changed a lot of ways, but at the same time, there's something really, uh, even like neon, it's like, the brush and the paint and then all of that going on together it's never uh you know it's, it's still very prominent i think people really still look at it as a you know kind of a high art form i suppose you know as opposed to yeah i think that's probably true high art form i, I mean i i don't know that i fit as high art that's for sure because... <laughs> i guess accepted in the terms of like the medium and I yeah, mean, yeah exhibiting it i mean people f kind of understand that as being art i guess it just I don't know. I think that well, your, exhibitions, like your exhibitions too, though, is like you've gotten, which I really enjoy, like, great is the, like the queer community. You've got your work on magazines. Yeah. Define that a little bit. I mean, it's, it's great to see things come together in that way, you know, especially with a, 
you know, a group of people like that, you know, really representing that, that community. That must be fun. Yeah, it's, it, it is, it is fun. You know, it's, we're, we're, we're living in a, in a, in a world now <laughs> where uh, it's really important that we galvanize together. You know what I mean? And I hadn't done a lot of, you know, gay themed things before because it didn't fit what I was doing. Um, but it's funny by getting more specific in what I do, it's made it more universally interesting and more uh, uh, applicable in different circumstances. Like I can do a gay show, and then I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing a show in February at my gallery in town here, Blue Crow Gallery, mm-hmm. um, and it's all about love in the movies. And then when I started it, I'm like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll all be you know great romantic things, and I'm thinking that's not what I'm about. No, no, what am I about? And so then it's become, you know, love in its different forms, you know, love of your sister, love of your family, or love of, you know, ice cream. Whatever, I've just felt like it needed to be larger than that. But it's nice to be able to have so many different avenues I can go down with this series and still be so excited to do it and have so much source material out there that is just breathtaking. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's nice to know that there's a voice for that too, where we can put, you know, those things aside and say, you know, just because it's art doesn't have to, you know, stay in this kind of space. You can, you can show it here, you can show it there. There's groups of people online that respond to the signage and it makes a lot of sense, you know, when you look at it, you know, especially it's what a great time this is to be able to go and you know, just kind of put your work out there and have it be accepted, you know, on those terms, you know, don't have to just kind of look for someone. You can just yeah. throw it up online, you know? <laughs> I can tell you things have changed since I started. And that was yeah. only 15 years ago in this career. And uh, it, it's so easy to get to your eyes on art now, you know? It is. Because and have you, have you always, you, you were kind of like, quick on that was that easy for you to kind of do and what you were doing at the time or I started I started I started off doing theater so I started doing uh, scenic painting which kind of also makes sense when you see my work because it's got a real drama to it I suppose Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, I did scenic painting for a lot of years around Canada at some of the really big theaters and and then I worked in a huge mural shop that did um um, murals for casinos all over the place. So we did a um, one in Albuquerque, and we did hundreds here in um, in Canada. And it meant that we did like thousands and thousands of square feet of murals, and uh, which was cool. So then I had a team of, of artists that I worked with, and then all of a sudden the artists were like, "Oh, I'm doing a show," and I'm thinking, "What do you mean you're doing a show? I run this place. How come I'm not doing a show?" <laughs> totally. And, and so. Then, to do that and that and then after about a you know three years of doing it part-time just doing my day job during the day and then making art at night when I got home uh after three years of doing that I kind of thought you know what I'm just gonna give it full time and now it's been 15 years <laughs> I think it's a really amazing story because it just shows the progression like especially with what you're doing on those sets it's still painting at the end of the day that must be so inspiring for you to go back and look at that work and find that, you know, you're kind of able to approach this new way of looking at uh, at signage and still understand that it's a clever way to kind of incorporate those whimsical elements combined with the pop 
art aspect of it all. Um, I just see it fits very well within your work. And definitely I could tell, you know, the transition between what you were just mentioning to where you were working now and that you know, for artists that are struggling, it's so cool to see, you know, you can still capitalize on all those moments in time where you were kind of either working on different, uh, you know, maybe jobs or was something else. And it just kind of finds its way into your work. It is kind of interesting. You know? Yeah. Evolution. I think, you know, everything starts where everything has to start somewhere. There's a genesis to everything. And then it, it, uh, I think if you just nourish it and you, 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 um, you love what you do or then eventually it just finds what it's supposed to be in the end. Mm -hmm. You know, and with you too, it's like you've got that you did something for the Toronto Art Walk Art Walks too. Um, I just like some of the paintings too. They're like twenty by twenty. They're very uh, kind of moody in a good way. They'll preserve. Like I just looked at one of them, which I really like, and I think I would definitely recommend you doing more. Of this is the painting, and then the picture that was really what it was supposed to be about. And it's cool because you can see all the liberties that you've taken, but also like what you wanted to keep in there. And it's really fun because you get to see, I mean, rarely do you get to see that behind the artist. We'll go to certain shows and you'll say, well, there's the finished product. And yeah. I hope, you know, maybe the artist was looking at it like this. Maybe he thought the model was like this and you never really know, you know, we just kind of have to guess, you know? Well, and the thing is like, I guess I don't do that as often as I could, because I, I never think that's interesting until some, <laughs> Oh man, you put those, uh, you know, those eight posts on, you know, like progress shots. I'm thinking, oh God, progress shots. No. <laughs> who wants to see that? Yeah. Who wants to see that? But I, I guess it's weird. Who's not creating it, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm the weird guy who likes to look at the paintings from the side. You know, I was always oh. somebody who taught like neon as, I guess I think as a sculptural person, maybe it's because of the neon stuff. And I guess that's what I gravitated towards in the end but I was always appreciative of the artists that were able to kind of take liberties and go against the grain. And, and, you know, you find that, that, that to me is just more interesting. And that doesn't have to be, it could be the other way around. It could be that this thing looks just like the picture and I'm very satisfied by that. That's what's cool. I keep saying that no matter where you are, you know, this work will appeal to a certain demographic and that's okay. But you might find somebody who's like, I never knew I like signage. And then they get a book and then you start <laughs> taking photos and then who knows, right? You just go down the road. <laughs> Is it? I like when I started creating this work. I thought, okay, well, I mean, not not everybody likes signs. Like, am I? I I'm a bit of a weirdo. Are other people going to be into this? I didn't realize the whole community of people, you know, who, who loved it in the same way that I do. And then for like even more, I thought, okay, and I'm going to put this movie quote. Like, if you don't like that movie, why are you going to? But what I'm finding is, right. like, weekend. <laughs> was a quote from the godfather and i said oh yeah you love the godfather she went no no it's just you know i have a really i did a trip in italy um and we all went around to all the cannoli places and tried the cannoli in every city and decided which ones we liked so when i saw this piece of yours it made me think of that and i need to have it and i thought uh -huh. well all right <laughs> but i like that though because it tells you something about you know you just another person's like is another person's dislike and art can be that for people i think that's how troubling it is is because at the end of the day you're going to get noticed for different reasons and it really is not up to you at the end of the day no. i really think you know you should just put it out there so many artists hold on to everything they've gotten like well it's just never done you ever know that person who's just like i can't yeah. let it go i could never yeah. exhibit it because i'm just not comfortable with it and it's like an it's weird because 
I describe that as like almost like you're cutting off your your communication with your audience. Like at some point, it'd be a lot easier if you just put it all out there and then start over, which I love the story about the fire. I don't like what happened. I just like that you were able to, you know, say to yourself, okay, here, here am I. I'm everyday painter. I've got to keep doing this. There's no way. And so I've just got to figure out another way to, to deconstruct what I used to do, you know? And thing, I mean, like as, as terrible as it was, it was really the best thing for me because it gave me a fresh start. You don't often get a fresh start. If things are going decently, you're not going to go, you know what I should do is just, you know, start all over with something. Like <laughs> <it's> <laughs> yourself. I mean, maybe some people would, but I, I kind of like to, you know, eat and vacation too much to be able to do that. <laughs> so it's exciting. I think <laughs> as artists too, it's like, we live in a very excessive place as artists. Yeah, I think we negotiate on different terms. The whole process is exciting until it's not. And then you're like, oh God, I gotta, I just want to do something else. And like, yeah. it's so easy to accumulate work and then not to have somebody else go see it. It must be very liberating, you know? Well, that's it. I mean, I had, uh, I had been doing a, a series before that that looked like vintage posters because, uh, about Toronto because, I mean, in, in the States, you guys have a huge catalog of, um, you know, uh, you know, come to Montana and it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, posters from, you know, the 50s or 60s or even 30s. But here in Canada, we have less of that. So I thought, well, why don't I take that idea and do about my own city that I love and all the areas that I love? And it was great. But after doing it for, you know, four or five years, um, I sold a lot of prints of them, but I had a lot of the original still there. And I painted, you know, 1600 paintings to date so there was there was a i mean i've been very fortunate but there was still a, a an inventory of, of work that dated back 15 years and then having that all go in one day kind of i mean as horrible as it was made me feel a little bit lighter you know like i wasn't carrying around all the uh things that people didn't want to buy uh and I wasn't losing anything because I have all the information and all the remembrance of all these pieces and all the skill that I gained from doing all these pieces, you know? So mm -hmm. it was, it's, it's, it's exciting to have a fresh start like that. Yeah, no, I think it's, it's great. And anybody that's kind of in a place where they feel like they're stuck, just think about that a little bit. Imagine, you know, yeah. kind of having that experience or that memory. I mean, it just shows that anybody can really get through some really, you know, troubling times, especially if it was a particular living artist, if that's how you make your living. It's, uh, but you never get, you know, you never go you go back to that too, I'm sure. And just saying, Hey, if I can do, you know, if I even did that now I can do this. So I think it'll probably, probably transformed you a little bit too, as an artist says, yeah, sure. I could get through that. Um, does anybody like particular, like, do you have experiences with neon too? Do you ever go out and look at neon? I'm sure you do obviously with your photos, but in other neon artists that make neon, do you ever communicate with them at all? Uh, you know what, I've been, I've been you know, uh, through Instagram, I've, I've met a bunch of uh, neon vendors and, and, and creators, and it's, uh, I, I would love to do it myself, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty okay with what I do, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it, it's neat to think about, especially if like, because I've had situations where art, you know, the vendors will reach out to the artists and, and be like, hey, um, I noticed your work like they almost like do a, a, a nice critique for them in a way where it's like, oh, I yeah. know you know, the thing about where the ties were. And I was like, yeah, oh, those ties are vital. You gotta have 
and but also it's interest. I do don't want to taint the process as well because as an artist painting neon, it can be very time intensive, meaning like a conscious effort to because there's a lot of things that yeah. aesthetically seem pleasing to the eye, but to paint it must be like a nightmare, you know, like putting yeah. in every post, putting yeah. in every reflection. I mean, it's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't I do a lot of editing because as I said, I mean, like Kelly does an incredible job of what she does, but it's not the documenting of every minutiae, every exact turn, every shadow in that turn, every tie that holds it on. It's it, for me it's about the flavor of the whole piece. And I find if I work, like I could, I could probably get something super realistic, but it would take an extra week of work. And then an extra week on something tends to extract the joy out. Like I. Yeah, I think everyone's worked through that too. Is like you ever work through a project and like you appreciate it, but by the end of it, you almost dislike it. I think the artist uh -huh. definitely recognize that as like a simple practice where dedicate yourself enough. And then when it stops being enjoyable, don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I th and I think that's totally fair. I mean, it doesn't make it any less well painted. It's just not what I'm about. You yeah. know, it's the flavor of the whole thing. Although it does drive me bananas to, you know, have a misplaced shadow or something when I look at it again. Oh, look at that. Or, you yeah, know, but there's something entirely pleasing to that, that you sum it up well when you're like, it just has to have the pieces and the material. Because I do, I take that. I, I loosely reference different artists, but not to say that there's anything closely related because your work is your work. And I love that because it's a conscious departure of like what needs to be said, but it flows very nicely and uh, just an evolution of form. Like I like the idea that it's hard edge versus this clearly tense kind of experience. And sometimes I want that, especially from like movies. I like that. It's like when you say a line, you're like, ah, that's that. It's like a quick reference. Now I'm back yeah. into it. You know, let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah, and it's neat for me too with this series is that so far I'm only doing them during the day, um, like the day versions of them. Because oh, oh, actually that's a lot of what the preference that I have is day <laughs> um, shots of, of, of the neon. But I'm excited to think, okay, well, I did a commission a couple of years ago. A client went to the Moulin Rouge in Paris and they wanted, uh, they had a picture that they wanted kind of me to use as the basis of it. And it was lit up at night and I thought, oh boy. Yikes. The painting light is hard. Yeah. Hard. Challenging too. So that that could be the next challenge with this. Like I feel like there's so many stories that can still be told, you know? And and I keep finding new neon signs. And in fact, we were in Vegas a couple months ago at the museum again. I think my fourth or fifth trip <laughs> there. Mm -hmm. And uh we had never been at night. And so just seeing them all lit up at night, I thought, oh my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's intoxicating because I've seen both photos of it. I haven't been personally. I would say, yeah, I mean, the two different ways of looking at neon, I mean, you know, you can, you can see it in both sides. And so it's fun to see that dichotomy. You know, you can't even get that on photo the right way. So I can imagine it must have been a pretty extravagant experience for sure. Oh yeah, it was really, it was really remarkable i it was remarkable it was remarkable yeah um where rob where can people i mean so you've got the show in february uh yeah. i want to tell everybody where to go what to see you know how can they get you online the easiest way to get me online is either at my website which is uh, robcroxford.com which is uh, c-r-o-x-f-o-r-d 
um, or my show in February. Um, and then beyond that, I'm looking to I'm looking to expand into the states a bit. I'm looking to, uh, you know, uh, enlarge my empire. <laughs> Yes, yes. Anybody listening right now, too, with Rob, please hit him up on Instagram, too. I'll put a link to your handle. Um, awesome. Whatever that means, you know, if you have signs you want to go see, whatever it is that Rob should be paying attention to in the U.S., um, please, you know, reach out to him. I, I highly recommend everyone to get connected. who has been listening to the show, and I love what you do. Um, Thanks. And just keep plugging away, because I, I can't get enough of these paintings. They're fantastic. Anybody that wants to go see them, uh, go, please go check him out online. I love what you do. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Rob. My pleasure. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up. And as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>